1: This is the best of two pros and a couple of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio.
2: So, you guys got that World Cup fever or what? Oh, yeah. You got that
0: fever? What? Oh, yeah. That
2: World Cup fever? Come on. The fever? Yeah, there's a fever going around. It's World Cup fever. You're not excited about the U.S.
3: Oh yeah, advancing. I, got, I watched. It was winner goes. I was home. excited. Yeah. Yeah, it was one. You know, out. soccer is a gentleman's sport. You know, is it? Yeah, you have to share the ball. Oh. Yeah, it's a gentleman's sport. Really, gentlewoman's sport too. You have to share the balls. Isn't golf like a gentleman's sport? And I love our balls. <laughs> Thanks, Berto. I'll be I'll be slipping stuff in there. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> you know, I mean <laughs> thank you. Thank, there, you. You. Out thank you, Berto. Uh we are coming
2: Appreciate out you. firing. Uh so congratulations to the US men. They are on their way to take on the Netherlands. There you go. Coming up Saturday morning. Yep. Uh probably gonna get blown out. Uh that's probably the way that's gonna go. But you yeah, know it's supposed to be a
0: tough matchup, right?
2: Yeah, N- Netherlands is pretty good. They're always like top tier, like top eight, like like top eight usually in the world, like they're usually in the that range but uh that could be a little bit of a problem we got uh pulisic who's got what a pelvic bruise is that what they're calling it like he got uh, basically kicked in the groin or yeah. a,
3: knee in the well, groin. a pelvic
0: contusion yeah that's, the, uh, that you sounds know, that's horrible. the term yeah it sounds like it's just Painful. terrible yeah
3: it's like a damn bruise God. yeah yeah on your pelvic area though you know, you do the reads. Don't disrespect your pelvic area. I, d- you know, I never I mean? do. Imagine if you got kicked and bruised in that pelvic area. You know.
2: You ever get kicked and bruised during a football game in the pelvic region?
3: Bro, I play. I told you guys the story about how I played with a hernia. I had um, um, terminal, terminal her- hernia where it's like I had it from birth, and it. I. I you know, nobody ever caught it when I did my my. Uh, physicals or whatever and i had that joint all the way up until my freshman year of college how do they not see it at any level when you're doing a I physical i don't know cuz they <laughs> all they do is just grab you and tell you to cough and it's like they don't you don't feel anything like it's like okay keep it moving right well my my freshman year my my sophomore year it was it was my sophomore year it was my sophomore year every time i hit the ground it felt like somebody was blowing a blowtorch on my pelvic area like literally like it was the most excruciating pain that you could have and I couldn't figure out what it was I thought I was dying and they did like a scan on me and they're like yeah dude like you got you got a hernia and the the scar tissue kept growing uh, like growing around it for basically for as long as you've been living like the joint was like the size of a softball god they pulled out he's like they pulled out the they pulled it the size of a softball so yeah I I felt pelvic pain is is what I'm I'm telling you, and it is wow. not that is not a fun region to to be in discomfort. Yeah. That's for certain. Yeah, yeah. no, but, you don't want but that. But it's all
2: worth it when you advance to the next round. Hell yes. Yeah. Big-time win yesterday for the U.S. men. So, congratulations. Shots out to the
3: U.S., baby. Yeah, they get it done. Uh, they're on to the and next round. And shots out to that uh, that softball somewhere resting in peace. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, you didn't yeah. keep it, like, in a jar somewhere? Throw nah. that up on a mantle? Hell no. Come on. That thing was with you for, what, it, 20 years? I wonder
3: if they were playing catch with it after they removed <clears> it. <though>. Wow. are <laughs> they going overhand <clears throat> or underhand, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Did it have an eyeball? Did it have no. a brain? Like... <laughs> You know, these are questions I ask myself. Are they playing billiards you know. with it? Come on! You know, man. I ask myself weird questions. Like, like you ever ask yourself? You ever thought about something like you ever? You ever think there's a squirrel that's allergic to peanuts or to nuts? No. You ever think that there might be a a bird that's afraid of heights? No. You know what I mean? <laughs> Here's,
0: here's how that works though in nature if you're a bird you're afraid of heights guess what yeah. you're gonna, you gonna die. Don't live very long yeah, yeah.
3: right there's, yeah. A, there's a house cat somewhere <laughs> but, but what about if it was afraid of heights and it's flying and it's like oh s like i'm high as hell up here like <laughs> why was i chosen to be a bird like i'm way up here like what's going on like i'm a land <laughs> like, i don't know these are things i think about sometimes. <laughs> like this goddamn grass <laughs> you ever want like like what you, a big ass bear eating some some grass a, a big ass buffalo eating grass like you ever think to yourself like i'm big i'm i'm super big like this grass tastes horrible like why am i eating this like i'm eating grass why am i eating grass you ain't never thought about that no. like like how much is how big is a buffalo how much do they weigh they got to be over like They're what like, close to yeah. a thousand pounds
0: Oh, over that! Yeah, over a
3: thousand pounds, right? Massive. But them How sons of guns eat grass. They
0: buffalo away.
3: Yeah, what does it say, Brady?
0: It says a male adult can weigh up to twenty-two hundred pounds. Think Ooh. about that, man.
3: Yeah, it's a lot of freaking grass, bro. They, yeah, that is a lot of grass. Now that you say that. Think about that. Yeah, that's. Think- uh, I'd be like, "Is that is that buffalo sitting there eating grass like this goddamn grass?" Like. Like yeah, do man. I not like grass as a buffalo? Like I want something different. I'm twenty two hundred pounds. I need to feed the buffalo. You dig? Like, I need to feed my buffalo. I don't want this goddamn grass.
2: So what else are they gonna eat? Well, they're gonna cross a freeway to try and get something else. And next thing you know, uh they're a gonna big, be buffalo burgers. Yeah, big rig's are gonna come by. Then you're think, gonna realize uh,
3: that that twenty two hundred pounds yeah. is, is real good on the grill. And
2: right at the last minute they're like, you know what, that grass salad again. It wasn't too not bad. bad. Yeah. You now, w- now I'm on somebody bit.
3: else's burger bun. Yep.
2: Dang. Yeah. I mean, Those are
3: things I think about. You, you end up in a Ted's Montana somewhere.
2: You
0: know, yeah. it's
3: too oh, bad. I just ate there the other day. They see. Nice. Yeah. It
2: all ties together.
3: I did have
0: bison too. <laughs> mm. oh, great meat. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> great meat. It's great meat. Yeah. There you go.
2: You you love yourself some Ted's Montana. You're a big fan
0: yeah. of that. Yeah.
2: It's a big big fan. There we go. Um. So, do you guys believe? that part of the motivation for Aaron Rodgers to want to come back and play this weekend is to not let Jordan love play. Well, also because he sees what's happening in Chicago and he goes, I mean, man, even when they were good, I was beating this team all the time. They're a shell themselves. They've got more players that they've sent to the IR. Eddie Jackson's out. They've got Darnell Mooney out and Aaron Rodgers is thinking to himself, why not give it a go?
3: Aaron Rodgers is thinking this is the perfect game for Jordan. Love to have a really great game. And, And people be like, whispering like yeah jordan love and then the conversations start yeah yeah and <laughs> on the love train <laughs>
2: get on the love train uh so here was rogers talking about on the pat mcafee show yesterday talking about the potential of playing dealing with the rib issue and then also dealing with the broken thumb ahead of this weekend's game
3: well, obviously i think about the future all the time you know we're not eliminated we got a chance to run run the last five and and uh, see where we stand after that. So that's the focus for me. Uh, you know, I might miss practice uh, Wednesday, would not be a full contributor, but that's kind of been standard for the last, I don't know, six, seven weeks. Go to my uh,
0: one of my favorite places to play, down in Chicago, and hopefully, uh, you know, get a big win, get into the bye week, get healthy, and see where we can get to.
2: So there it is. That's Aaron Rodgers getting ready and fired up for this weekend. I mean, look, he. I know he's, he looks at it and says there's hope and there's optimism after the bye that we could still make a run at this. Their season's over. It's not happening. I just wonder at what point and how does this end? And, and is, he, is this a, an open discussion with the organization? Because, yeah, maybe he doesn't want to sit out. Maybe he doesn't want to just let somebody else play and he wants to finish out this season the way he wants to do it. But if you're the Packers, do you step in at any point and say, listen – we, we appreciate it, but we'd like to have you rest up a little bit. No more injuries. Don't get banged up any further. And let's see what we got in Jordan Love. Like, how does that conversation go between them and Aaron Rodgers?
0: I think it'd be a mutual one. Like, I think eventually it'll come down to be a mutual conversation where, you know, they're mathematically eliminated and they say, hey, Aaron, look, we've got to see what we have in, in Jordan. We want him to play the rest of the season. And Aaron's probably like, I, I get it. Like, I was in Jordan's shoes. Like, it was my third year where the transition happened from, you know, Brett to me. So, it, it makes sense. I get it. We'll kind of reevaluate and discuss what this means moving forward. But I, I think he's, you know, wise enough to understand, too, like, what, what's happening or what's going to happen this offseason. And maybe it was a year late, but I, I think he's, you know, he was able to prolong that because of MVP seasons, you know, but ultimately he got what he wanted. He got the contract he wanted. He got the power he wanted. It just unfortunately didn't work out uh, this season the way he had hoped to or the way I guess the Packers had hoped to either. Um, but it's kind of interesting when you think about it, like the Packers eventually thought a season like this was coming, like for Rodgers to not play like as well as he had. They just were off by a couple of years. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the truth. But it, it, it is fun to listen to him talk about playing in Chicago. I mean, he just he literally, oh, yeah. he's, he's looking at it like this is in the bag. Like, it's Chicago. I'm going to walk in there. I'm going to have a nice meal. I'm, I'm going to go drop 30 on the Bears. And that's it. Like, that's you can tell he feels super confident about this week's game.
2: It would be pretty funny if he came in and just pieced him up and then said, You know, I think I'm going to sit out the rest of the year. We give Jordan Love a look at this, just realizing what he does to the Bears every time he plays them. I
3: mean, but what if Jordan Love gets into the game and he does his thing against Chicago? I mean, that to me, that like starts the narrative. Like, oh, well, maybe Chicago just hasn't been good enough where any quarterback could come in and play for Green Bay and win. I mean, there's always the way to try to minimize accomplishment sometimes. Jordan Love gets in, he plays well. Like, y- you would like to believe that they would shut him down mutually, like, they both agree upon it. But you got to assume that there's always the possibility that the organization will shut him down for liability purposes. Like, we're not allowing you to play with that thumb any longer. Like, you know or that rib that that lung that could be punctured that might not be punctured but could be punctured we're just going to we're going to play this safe we don't want anything to happen to you you're you're a va- very valuable player to us so we're we're going to shut you down you know and and you just have to you know get healthy and go from there but if Jordan Love were to play and and he S's the bit, now that makes for amazing Conversation.
2: I mean, are you saying Aaron Rodgers is rooting against his teammate to perform? You think he wants him to fail a little bit? I mean, come on. Uh, you you, you uh, didn't want don't want to see your backup. Have I don't success? think he would
3: want his teammate to fail, but I don't think that he would want his circumstances to be in jeopardy based upon somebody else's failing or, or succeeding. That's what I, I think.
2: I mean, it's kind of, if you think about it, he's kind of in a, a win win situation because if he plays this out this year and they decide look we want to go in a different direction then he doesn't look like the bad guy if they want to move on and make a deal and try and send him somewhere and then you know he ends up and look there's a lot of money involved and we get all that but he ends up in a place that's probably competing that feels like they're a, a you know a quarterback away from getting to the next step so he looks at a, maybe a place like San Francisco and ends up there i think he cares a lot about the fan base he said as much I don't think he wants to walk away from them and make a move to go elsewhere because he really respects and values the relationship he has with those fans. So if if there was a decision after the season to want to move on, I feel like it would be more so on the Packers, unless he decides he wants to retire. But if he still wants to keep playing and the Packers want to go in a different direction, then you send him somewhere and he's got a shot to maybe to win another Super Bowl. So I don't know. I just I feel like he's not in the worst situation in the world. And plus he's got at the Bears coming up. I mean, he's gonna. I mean, that that should really be a part of our over unders this weekend because I'm looking at. What do you think? like three touchdowns, like like oh, pro- well over two and a half touchdowns in that. Would you say Brady? Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know
0: about that. I mean, I mean come it wasn't on. A th- how big's the spread?
2: Um, let me. F- I'll find that for you. Let me effort that. The spread for the Packers and the Bears, basically the bye week. Uh, the I don't second think it's that much. Week, I think uh, it's like three Aaron points Rogers. or something, right? Uh, yeah, it's Six four. Uh, so four, they okay. moved up to four. Opened at yeah. two and a half, and so yeah, it's starting to creep up towards. Uh, you know, with all the injury news and Rodgers looking like he's going to play, yeah, that's where we're standing right now. So. You know, we could see some uh, some prop bets in there, but nonetheless, Aaron Rodgers probably going to have a big day, big day there in Chicago, like he
0: usually I mean, does. You'd expect him to. I mean, the way history has been. My goodness. Yeah, he's owned
2: them uh, definitely, and they don't like it. But you know, tough balls. All right, it is two pros and a cup of Joe <laughs> so here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern.
2: so we got our second to last installment of the college football playoff rankings that were revealed last night. We've got conference championship weekend coming up. I mean, you got Brady Quinn's all over the place. Guy's going to be in Vegas one night. 15 minutes later, he's going to be in Indianapolis. I mean, we got Lavar in I'm Indianapolis. i say Vegas. Wow. Yeah. Just
3: in reverse. Yeah. Right, I'm going to go to Indy first. Ballers. And then, well, I'm going to New York, and then I'm going to go to Indy, and then I'm going to go to Vegas. How about that? How about it? Yeah. yeah. Look at you guys, man. I was trying to hang out with, with my young bro. You know what I mean? Double fisted up. I miss you. <laughs> Long Island's in Indy? Some, some of us have to work while we're there, LeVar, well, I unfortunately. Well, so. yeah, I get it. Um, I wish I was working with UQ. I know. It'd be but, fun. But I'll take the honor that I'm getting around there. There you now. go. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll do it. Anyway. It's a consolation prize, you know? You're a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But. No, I love it.
2: Georgia Michigan yeah. TCU yeah. USC that is your your top four as it stands right now obviously we got USC who's going to be playing Utah the top three Georgia Michigan TCU all undefeated but then there's some people who are a little bit concerned and a little bit bothered that you've got Ohio State sitting at five still potentially looming you got Alabama at six why is Alabama ahead of Tennessee even though Tennessee beat them well I don't know if anybody saw Tennessee lost uh, last week and it does not look good for 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 Tennessee uh, or Tennessee hookers out like
0: that that, like like here's the justification all right for the Alabama Tennessee ranking because that's where people get frustrated because they go hey what happens if there's chaos this weekend which there could be right like the Utah USC line is I think three points yeah Um, Utah obviously beat USC last time they played at home You you look at TCU Kansas State Kansas State's a three loss team that line's only two and a half um, and TCU beat Kansas State earlier in the season, but Will Howard's now taken over a quarterback, opened up the passing game for Kansas State. That one could be really interesting to see how it plays out. And so there's a thought: if you know USC loses and it's a three-loss Pac-12 champ in Utah, and if TCU loses and it's a three-loss Big-12 champ in Kansas State, you know what do you do with TCU? You know, do they make it in? Over Ohio State or over a Bama that's kind of sitting there, even though that's their only loss, or do you slide Ohio State in because their only loss looks like you know a good loss if you can call it that to Michigan, even though they got pounded at home, um, but their strength of schedule doesn't really match up compared to what TCU's done this year. So there's a lot of questions about it, but in, in regards to Bama, like I don't know why Boo Boo Corrigan, who's speaking you know right now as the College Full Playoff Committee head. I don't know why he just didn't say, look, they don't have Hendon Hooker, okay? Like, we ha- they factor in injuries into all this. Yes, Tennessee beat Alabama at home on the you know, end of the game play, head to head, but they don't have that quarterback anymore. So it, it, it kind of makes a big difference that if they're going to throw a Tennessee team, you know, potentially in there if chaos happens this weekend. I, I don't see chaos happening, though. I, I think TCU feels like a team of destiny. Um, the way their season has gone so far. And their defense has really improved, too. I think they'll take care of business. I think USC wins the second time around. You know, Utah, Utah's without Tavian Thomas, who didn't have a big game last time they played USC, but he's the leading rusher. He's already opted out. He's, he's, he's Forget the Pac-12 and any significance there. He's getting ready for the NFL. So mm-hmm. I, it, we'll see how things pan out. And then Georgia's in no matter what, even if they win or, or not
3: yeah so I mean it's just so y'all yeah. don't think Kansas State can knock off
0: oh I do like yeah. I mean the I sharp betters out there happen. are are taking the two and a half I'm about to say
3: here. I I I don't know I'm a, I might think Kansas State might might go ahead and be a spoiler there's going to yeah. be some spoilers I feel like there's going to be a spoiler or two this weekend and I don't know like <laughs> it's so funny because sometimes Big Ten like there's sometimes a spoiler and we might be in attendance for a spoiler game. I'm just saying. Georgia. A spoiler
0: game with the Boilers. You yeah, that what you're
3: saying? It's possible.
2: Georgia and, and Michigan are in no matter what, I believe. Like, if Michigan loses, uh, the furthest you can drop him is four. I don't think he dropped him out of the top five, based, yeah. or to, out of the top
0: Cause they, four. Because they already beat Ohio State. Yeah. So, so I mean, and they beat Penn State,
3: which is a top 10 teams. So it really just comes down to three and four.
0: I mean, if Ohio State
2: were to slide in, I mean, there'd be some people upset based on, you know, where they're at, but... But it makes for a
3: better playoff. I mean, if we're being honest. If if Ohio State finds their way into the playoff, I think it makes for a better playoff.
0: Here, I'll just be controversial and say this. The top four teams are Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, and Bama. Wow. Wow. I mean, I'm saying when you go see these teams in person, and, and look, I've watched TCU all year, so don't twist that with... TCU deserves to be in the college football playoff, but
3: they're not the best team.
0: They're not the eye test to me. Right. Like when you when you go look at the other four teams I just mentioned, I wouldn't
3: disagree with that. Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Bama, that would be one crazy, awesome, amazing playoff. And and I mean, I wouldn't want Ohio State, Michigan to play first round. But I wouldn't want Georgia and Alabama to play in the well, first the, round.
2: You, if you rolled those four teams out, give me whatever combination you want to come well, up with. We,
3: I mean, let's go. Let's go all in on it, right? This is this is SC. This is SEC versus Big Ten playoff. is SEC versus Big Ten playoff. Like to me, that would be now. That is because if you remember, I, I mean, you probably it was probably still like that when you were in college. Q. It's like when you come out of and go into bowl season. That's all that matter is what conference was winning the bowl games. Like, is it the SEC or is it the Big Ten? Especially when they played against each other. Like, and the Pac actually used to be in that conversation. Yeah, hell, even the Big Twelve used to be in that. That the, the Big Ten used to be in that, or, or the Big East used to be in that conversation. But now it's like, who is it? Is the SEC or is it the Big Ten? Is it the Big Ten or is it the SEC? If you had those two teams matching up and imagine the attendance. Imagine the viewership of that. Georgia versus Michigan in the in the first round, Alabama versus Ohio State in the first round. In the first round? We're talking about the first round. <laughs> Reverse them. Yeah. Michigan versus Alabama, Ohio State versus Georgia like the first round, that's you already got a championship game in both games before you play the championship. That would be fire. Yeah. But,
2: you know, I mean, there are some people that are happy that USC's back in it. Uh, some people that are really fired up. About I like it, I'm that sure. during the
3: conversation, but I'm, I'm with Q on this. They get in the one they, If they make it into the playoff and, and they play the right team, like, you know, maybe it doesn't look as good. Maybe it doesn't look as good. I mean, they struggled with UCLA.
2: What would you say the line is? If you had to guess right now, say this stays to form and USC's got Georgia – what do you think the the betting line is in that game, Brady?
0: Um, I would imagine it would be eight or nine. I was going to say nine and a half, ten, yeah. ten and a half.
2: So think about that. They've got the Heisman Trophy winner, like slam dunk, no doubt about it, Caleb Williams on their team, and Georgia's so good, they'd be close to a double-digit favorite over yeah.
0: them.
3: They might be more honestly. Yeah, they wouldn't hold up up front. They would not hold up up front. (laughs) By the way, Georgia is Georgia the quietest, most
2: understated defending champion. They just keep they just keep winning games and winning games and winning games. You
3: you know, if we go back to retrospective history, you know, they lost a ton of talent to the draft. Oh yeah, weren't supposed to be this good because they're young. And here we go. Yeah. They're good again. Again. Like, I haven't paid attention to Georgia all year. I would have never known they were undefeated. I've, I've, I've heard about it. I've, I've seen a couple games click off. I wouldn't have even known that they were the dominant team and they're in the number one position. Wouldn't have even known it.
2: I mean, they're so good, they named a cologne after their quarterback.
3: That's I mean, right. think about it. Yeah, The you cologne know, wasn't Vester around. Bennett, yeah, it was never around until the
2: stats and cologne just came about like within the last 16 Aren't months.
3: Aren't those hats too, though? Aren't Stetson's hats? Oh, you might it? be right. Yeah, might be yeah I think that's yeah. where it came from. You don't want the belt buckle. You should know Well, I like the hats too, though. You know, and I think they're expensive, to yeah. be honest.
0: Dude, those hats aren't really cheap, are they?
3: I mean, I no. Cowboy yeah. hats are not big, big gallon. Them them bad boys is – yeah, Stetson. By the way,
0: uh, I'll tell you what. It's not easy to pick the spreads in some of these games. You got tight spreads and big spreads, you know? I mean, you do mm-hmm. like USC, though. I I do, but I could all – I mean, the sharp money right now, at least looking at early betting lines, is is all on Utah uh, getting three. And even with Kansas State and TCU, sharp money's on Kansas State getting two and a half. So I just – this college football season has been crazy. We've seen literally double-digit favorites lose outright almost every single week. We've seen a top – it was for a while a top 15 team lose every week. Now I think uh, one of the weeks it was like a top 20. But every single week we've seen an upset. Like a, a like a kind of monumental one that's that's impacted the college football playoff, and that's why it's getting to the point where you go, TCU's played in a lot of close games. Um, is 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 this finally going to be the one where they trip up? Even though they blew the doors off Iowa State at home last week, um, I just you, you know you kind of wonder all those things. So I, it, it's it's been, it's going to be a great weekend of football and college football. I can't wait.
3: Yeah, it'll be awesome. You know, a rancher too. hat goes for twelve hundred dollars. A rancher what? hat. A Stetson. Rancher goes for about twelve hundred dollars. Wow. Really? Wow. What do you get with that? Like a bowl? What do you mean? You just get the hat, you don't get anything else? A, your hat is is like kind of a stat, like you're measure by your hat. Yeah, in a gust of wind you lose that thing. For twelve hundred dollars, I don't want something that's gonna blow away in a gust of wind. It doesn't necessarily come off if you get it fitted correctly. Just letting you know. Okay. Well You didn't fit your, your hat the right way. Because they will stay on. I don't have a rancher hat. You should get one. I don't have a ranch. You don't need one. So about uh, I mean, you don't need a suite to go what, sit in a suite and watch a game either. What, what I, am I, I going to use a have one. Take a
2: crap like put on a rancher. hat to take a dump like what am I? Why do I need a hat? You can
3: depending on if your your mountain is is fixed or broken. No, one of the bathrooms too small, so it's like an airplane bathroom. You didn't catch what I just did right no, there. I didn't, <laughs> you <should have. laughs> did you catch a cue? I did. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Well okay. All right. Thank you. It was real oh. slick. It was, it was snuck in there. On, Jonas. Real class act. You know, if your mountain is fixed or if it's broken. <sighs> I got you. Oh, All right. Okay. All right.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
2: Right now, we welcome in a Wednesday tradition. He is Petros Papadakis. He is the co-host of the Petros and Money Show, which can be heard on, what's that place again, Brady? the blue torch am 570 la sports hey. he's also an analyst for fox he covers college football he's doing studio work he's calling multiple games the old p on twitter petros what's happening good morning good morning
4: good morning, everybody hello hey. fight on hi yeah he's oh. <laughs> finally on board yeah. all right yes. Yes.
3: I mean, how you feel about that? Come you got on, you got a Heisman trophy guy coming well, coming I down the lane. Well, I told
4: you guys if they were going to if they win and beat ranked teams toward the end that they're going to be the hype machine's going to get going. I mean, it's an even year. Even years for USC, as I've pointed out on multiple platforms, have a potential to be really big if you have a guy who's performing that uh, at a Heisman level, if you have a team that's playing nationally relevant football, I mean, you got all eyes on you. UCLA's good this year, SC played them. Notre Dame's recovered their season, SC played them back-to-back weeks, and then you have a Pac-12 championship game. That's three in a row for everybody to get a boner. (laughs) (laughs)
0: a bonarino or what Uh, well let's know (laughs) (laughs) can we spin for the this week's matchup then because the only blemish on usc's record and and honestly i guess if you're looking at like you know losses it's not a bad loss you lose what on the road to salt lake close game good team um how do you see this one playing out second time around
4: well i'm not sure about utah's health Right. Cam Rising's been beat up ever since that USC game. Are we so sure
2: about that, though? Yes. OK, I just want to be so
4: clear. are some other USC players <laughs> have been beat up since that game, too. And is Kincaid, the tight end? You know, we know tight ends give USC big problems because the defense hasn't played against tight ends or hasn't been around tight ends within their program long enough to really know how to handle them. Lincoln Riley uses tight ends. He used them at Oklahoma. He's going to use them at USC. But they just don't have that right now, and they don't have a real easy way to defend those guys. And it's uh, Meyer for Notre Dame was going to be the other big tight end pick, right? He had a great game, mayor. yeah. Meyer. And uh, so that kind of thing is, uh, is looming. But there's also just a, a belief out there that Caleb Williams is not going to let these guys lose. Because he's just playing at that kind of level right now and with that kind of confidence and with those kind of special uh, fingernails. So,
3: yeah, very interesting. It'll be,
4: uh, I, I used to paint my nails in my day, uh, but it's more like a goth thing.
3: Yeah.
0: Know, yeah, see? I was going to say that's, that's something F-U else. Um, I, I will say this like, here's the thing that bothers me about the nail thing. If he wants to do it and the story behind it, that's great. But he's got to remember, too, he is a role model for some kids out there. And, mm. Literally, and I'm not just making this up, someone sent me a photo of what he put on his nails this past week, and the first thought in my head was, that's classless. But the next thought was, my daughter's looking at my phone, and she goes, she, there's a lot of questions. She's six years old. She goes, why is he paint his nails? And so I had to, like figure out how to answer that, and if she's like, "What does it say on them I'm like, "Well, babe, I can't tell you because yeah. he wanted to put some profane language on his fingernails instead of you know attributing that to a cause or something else and and that's the only thing is it just comes off as Classless for a guy who's going to be hoisting up a Heisman Trophy a few weeks from now.
2: I mean, how do we know he didn't go to Claire's in a mall somewhere and somebody went rogue while he
3: was trying to get a nap, and next thing you know, he woke up with F U on his fingernails. Yeah, that's I mean, true.
4: He wakes up and he, now you got to go play the game. See,
3: I mean, they do have the commercial where Coach Reed did it to to Pat Mahomes. I mean, I'm just saying it could happen. Yeah, but didn't
4: write F U on his up. Yeah, I mean, yeah,
3: yeah, I, yeah. Could write F could
4: Texas Tech. <laughs> <They couldn't. laughs> uh, 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 pops where, where but does... there is i just uh, one quick point go, go, Lovar, go, go, go. and then go. i'll get to it yeah uh, I, I think brady is upset about the loss and i understand but
0: i also think <laughs> hey, that... I, didn't, I, I didn't even mention that i'm just saying <laughs> I'm look joking. if you want to defend someone writing <laughs> profanity on fingernails i don't know what to tell you like to me it's I'm a not. classless it's a it's a bad move for a guy who's trying to highlight a, a better story and that's all i'm saying
4: It's college football. So to me, it's like the game, the college football part, even though every other word is uh, a terrible racial slur or the F word out there, it is college football for the people watching. And there are a lot of young people watching. And I think that's a good point. When I do the games, we don't joke around like we joke around on the radio, right? Right. When I do uh, even studio work. We don't joke around like we joke around on the radio. There are different platforms for that kind of stuff. That's why I was kind of bothered earlier in the year when Robert Griffin kept saying, and I think he's really good uh, on the air, and I think he's probably the next Herb Street for ESPN. But to have him saying, Big Panic's energy over and over again on a call, right? Right. To have him saying, uh, you know, we're beating up that beaver, beating up that beaver, (laughs) You know, and Mark Jones is sitting there dapping him and telling him he's doing a great job. It's like, my <laughs> God, you know, you're leading this guy into – you know, because it, there is a wholesome Midwestern kind of flavor to the broadcast and the way these games are carried off. Notre Dame versus USC is a game that happens because the coaches' wives were friends. And hmm. one, one of the coaches' wives had family in – New Rockney. Eh? Yeah, and uh, well, Newt Rockney's wife had family yeah. in Los Angeles, and she liked to come out and see uh, Thanksgiving and uh, Hollywood during the fall. And then conversely, the Howard Jones' wife liked to see the leaves change in the Midwest, which everybody does, which is why it's an October-November rivalry. So I understand what you're saying, Brady. I'm not defending it. But... That guy is going to win the Heisman, and God yep. knows what he's going to paint on his nails there.
3: Oh, can, can I go? Can I stay with Caleb for a second? Where Where do you think he ranks in the pinnacle of well, athletes that come through USC with with this season?
4: You know, it's hard to say because it doesn't really feel like. I mean, he's from Washington D.C. Yep, he said the UCLA game is just another game to him. <laughs> uh, to me, I mean, I, and this is just to me. USC, Notre Dame, and everybody else has a different view in their own football career and their own perspective. But the UCLA game to me was a game where every other word out of your mouth was F you to the other guy, and it was you wanted to hurt people, and you wanted to kick them their balls and make them feel it. (laughs) But the Notre Dame game was a game of honor when I played. There wasn't as much talking. Usually you had to hold your breath because you were getting hit so hard. And... It's just – it's not the – to me, it's not the venue for that. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, it's just – the other guys all felt like, you know, they're from here. They went to high school here. We watched it. It would be like if Bryce Young ended up at SC, right? <laughs> that That's like the way Liner did or Carson Palmer or, you know, Matt Castle who was from Chatsworth who never even got to play that much. You know, usually – almost always they're local guys. Not only is this guy not a local guy to Los Angeles, but he didn't start his career here. And he's here getting paid, and he's spectacular. He's strong. I mean, I don't know who to compare him to other than Mahomes.
3: Mahomes, yeah.
4: Right. I mean, uh, and uh, he's he's really great, and he has a great will, and he's a lot of fun to watch. But I don't know who to compare him to. First of all, he's not like any of the guys that came before him were much more traditional quarterbacks with the exception of a guy like Sam Darnold who got after it running the ball a lot more but i i it's it's maybe another year and he relates a lot more to the southern california people and the area but feels a little bit like a mercenary
3: <laughs> yeah mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Petros Papadakis joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, at the old P on Twitter. I wanted to get your thoughts on this, Petros. Obviously, being a college football traditionalist, uh, the situation with the Rose Bowl and the college football playoff committee, where there's a little bit of a holdup, and they've got this deadline I've yeah, seen. For today, right? Yeah, or It's today, or, or like a Friday. or uh, Somebody mentioned this week, I think it was uh, CBSSports.com had mentioned that this week at the latest they've got to make a decision, but apparently they're holding on to, and the big hang-up for them in this college football playoff expansion and potentially them getting shut out is because they don't want to lose that traditional 5 p.m. Eastern time, 2 p.m. local time kickoff on January 1st. I understand Did the they money. They're
4: going to take it from
2: them. Well, like that's part of them having to, to, relinquish that if they want to be a part of the, the playoff oh, expansion, oh, then they've got to be open to the idea of them losing that time slot to somebody else.
4: It's you, a Wednesday deadline, right?
2: Yeah. And today is reportedly the day or it could be tomorrow or Friday, but where does where does that land with you when you see some of the traditions going by the wayside as we continue on down the path of bigger business in the world of college football?
4: You know, it's tough because in modern college football, it's traditions and geography be damned. And we all have to come to terms with that, just like the people that loved the Southwest Conference (laughs) years ago had to come to terms with it, and it happens over and over and over again. So I I don't know what's going to happen here. The Rose Bowl is kind of an old stodgy thing, sort of like USC versus Notre Dame. And a lot of this stuff that we embrace. And I'm sure, I don't know. I I don't know what they'll do. But the Rose Bowl has to have, it has to have cachet, right, with two big teams. Yeah. It has to have a Big Ten and Pac-12 team, but no one even knows what that is anymore. And it it doesn't have to have national championship implications, but it has to be on New Year's Day at 2 o'clock. Like, you know, it's... I don't know what they're gonna. God, I don't know. What do you think they're gonna do? I don't. Well,
2: know. I don't. I just. It feels like. Can't you just leave that alone? You gotta have everything. Like, can't you just leave the Rose Bowl? Like, figure out. Well, a have way you ever met it. the guys
4: from the Orange Bowl? Right. I, I I know somebody hey, now. Who's, yeah. I'm yeah. on the
0: Orange Bowl committee. Dude, that's right. So you know to those
4: one. guys with the orange jackets? And whenever you turn a corner, they hand. Well, first of all, the first day you meet them, they find out what you drink. And then First off, you. this isn't the Fiesta Bowl, okay? No, no, no. no. Relax. I've to, no, no, listen, listen, I've been in the Orange Bowl back-to-back years. I, I, yeah. I Or or not, no, uh, 2002, 2004.
0: <laughs> All right. Well it's, it's 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 two decades later. It's not exactly So what? Like that I'm just anyway. telling you what happened.
4: Okay. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that every time you turn around, they hand you a
2: drink. It's like going on a cruise ship.
4: Other than Brady... All of them have a head like a sideline mascot. <laughs> oh, wow. red face. Going in. With an orange jacket.
3: Going in. Oh, this is unbelievable. They make
4: sure you're pretty lathered up is all I'm saying. Mm. And it's hard to say no to those guys.
0: By the way, <laughs> welcome is, it, to it, South Florida, Petros. <laughs> I'm sorry they party a little harder than it's Southern California.
4: <laughs> hey, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying it's really hard to say no. To the big fat faced orange bull, Brady. Do you have an orange they, jacket? I you your brand. Yes, that's does. part of being a part of the committee. Of course, <laughs> I do. I'd like Brady to take. You
0: know, next year we'll put a bet
4: on the USC game or something else. And I
0: want oh. B- by the way, on that note, for all the USC folks that I work with, oh, not like one.
4: They're I know. And you know, no, what? No, you no, 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 no. That's you not where I'm it going. Out on
0: me, that's not where I'm going. Uh, not one had the balls. To actually bet the last what four or five years it was like two it was almost twenty two hundred days, not one, but of course now after you pay a hundred million for your coach and you buy him the you know oceanfront property or whoever else <laughs> and then you go bring in all the players through the portal through an NIL and all that now you want to make a bet it's hilarious to me like well, it's just first hilarious of all, to Brady me. the house is on a cliff all
4: right, all right. <laughs> yeah. second <of> all, <laughs> I want to make a bet. That next year, I want Brady, if Notre Dame loses to Marshall or something. Brady's Take a picture kind of my orange jacket. I want you in your orange jacket with a giant bucket of bourbon in your hand.
0: <laughs> the, I, I, I already called my shot, Petros. What's going to happen in two years when Caleb Williams goes number one overall to that team? That team's going to away Lincoln Riley. And yeah, then USC's well, going to be like, whoops. I said whoops, that
4: for years. Didn't, what, I say whoops? That? <laughs> Didn't I say that a year ago? When we were talking about this,
0: you said he'd leave. I think it changes things now too. If you look at what Arizona did with Kyler and Cliff, you could easily see another team wanting to do that with Caleb and Lincoln. Well, first of all, the Kyler and Cliff thing is a failure. Yeah. I mean, well, it yeah. is this year, but that doesn't mean another team won't take the opportunity to do so. Oh, and I, I think, think the,
4: somebody's going to hire Lincoln Riley, but I think there's a lot of people yeah.
0: that that well you could have you, you could have made that before. case. Yeah, you could have made that case them. about Cliff before they hired him. But up until this year, it looked like it was heading in the right direction. But to me, no. Like To
4: me, like all of these college coaches that have to sit around and recruit and live their lives following TikTok for some kid <laughs> who's 16 years old, all these coaches are looking at Cliff Kingsbury, a failed college coach, sitting around in the NFL and doing a middling job and saying, what the hell am I doing yeah. if I can get one of these jobs? And, and that's what – uh, my my contention, Brady, a year ago when we were talking about this was he's going to the freaking Dallas the second that they're done with the McCarthy, and and it's a no-brainer. Uh, yeah. He's a Texas guy. So that, that's why the parallel move from Oklahoma to USC was always concerning. But right now, with USC playing for a title long before they should have been competing for it with the way their defense is constructed, and a guy who's going to win the Heisman just because – He's spectacular. Uh, it's pretty exciting for them. And I don't think they care too much about what's going to happen down the road. But I do see that, uh, that roadblock up ahead.
0: How, how much does the narrative change if they lose this weekend?
4: Totally. <laughs> just like just like when you ucla lost to uh usc he became a turnover machine again dtr and everybody's like dtr stands for drive turnover repeat you know, like, everybody got all mad you know i mean it, it'll it'll change uh and it will be a great game I don't, I don't think by any means usc should be comfortable but they i don't think they were comfortable against ucla or notre dame And that's kind of the thing. They go out and they play those games and they're finding ways to win. Their defense is forcing turnovers again, like they did earlier in the year. Uh, At least they did against UCLA. So, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know what they'll do in the playoff as far as being able to push anybody off the ball or getting pushed off the ball, but they're certainly playing well right now and it's got the city excited. People tell me all the time, aren't you excited? And it's like, I'm not. You know, I don't get excited about anything. I get excited about uh, cartoon releases. <laughs> and uh, people your, are like, aren't you excited? Can you, be- Can you believe what's happening?
3: What's it's the like, latest no. one you're excited about?
4: Uh, a cartoon? Yeah. Well, let me see. <laughs> I'm
3: all my thing here. <laughs> what do you think? What do you want? <laughs> is well, it an- I, is I was anime? Watching, uh,
4: no, I was watching a Korean movie last night called Unstoppable. Nice. With the beast cop guy, mm-hmm. uh, Don Lee. Uh, I guess I like those Ameri- type shows. Yeah, he just goes around punching everybody's face off. Yeah, which I enjoy uh, in a very aggressive Korean way. A hmm. uh, oh, prison school. <laughs> I was watching that one the other day.
3: There's one where the uh, guy's so strong he whoops everybody's ass, and so one he punch had to cre- man. he had to create his uh, his own son so that he could fight his son.
4: Oh, oh, Baki. Uh,
3: Baki. The you hell go. are you talking? about? Uh, what? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah.
4: Uh, you got to watch One Punch Man.
3: Okay, I'm uh, going The it. one
4: that dude, he just, everybody knocks out with one punch. All right. Gonna punch yeah, yeah, yeah I'm gonna just check like it. That. <laughs> that. I'm going check <laughs> it. You must have seen the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> Petros Papadakis. Get him on Twitter, at the old P. You know, not my at fault USC is good. You know, it's not like I've said here, I've been a big supporter, you know. Everybody takes it out on me now.
2: Yeah, well, listen, I mean, you're the only one that uh, that will talk to us. Like, you know, it's like nobody else wants to but talk But that's to
0: like the Southern Cal culture, right? Like the Lakers stink, and no one wants to talk about that, you know? Like any there's a team that's not doing well, they don't want to address it. You are fair and balanced. You address it, you call it like you see it.
4: Yeah. Well, actually, the truth is, Brady, I'm much more than fair and balanced. I'm extremely negative, and I wallow in everybody's misery. Yeah. Like a pig <laughs> in trash. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: so it's hard for me to uh, it's hard for me when people are having success
2: yeah but it's more fun <laughs> way. Uh, get him on Twitter again at the old P Petros we appreciate it we'll do it again next week
4: wake up the echoes
2: there he is uh, Petros Papadakis co-host of the Petros and Money show analyst for Fox uh, covering college football always a good time
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.